wherever you are listening to this, whatever your situation is, I just hope that you are able to find some moments to speak to yourself gently, to use those gentle words, and to encourage yourself just to take another step and another step and another step without getting overwhelmed by the hugeness of what is happening around you. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've been listening, then you know that the podcast is on break. But I wanted to record this episode because it's been a really tough time. The past couple of weeks have been really uncertain and chaotic and scary and sad and overwhelming and so many other things. And I wasn't exactly sure what to say on the podcast because I felt like I had to say the quote unquote right thing or have an answer. And the situation is just so big that I didn't really have that. But I did want to share one thing that might be helpful, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about comforting ourselves during times of uncertainty and times where we're feeling scared or where things around us are feeling very, very overwhelming. And if you listen to the season finale of season three, then you might know that I'm definitely someone who worries a lot. I've dealt with worry and anxiety for most of my adult life. And through that experience, although it's not always the most fun thing, it has been really helpful and it has led to a lot of growth in terms of me learning how to calm myself down and how to find peace within myself during difficult situations. And it's not always perfect and I'm not able to do it all the time, but I have gotten better at not letting the outside world overwhelm me quite as much. And because now is a very overwhelming time, I wanted to just share a little bit about what's helpful for me in case it might be helpful for you during this very uncertain and very scary and rocky time period that we're all in. And I wanted to preface this or start this out with a concept that has been really, really helpful for me in my life. And I read about this way long ago when I was much, much younger in the very first self-help book that I ever bought. So for context, I love self-help. I'm kind of obsessed with it. Um, You may have picked that up listening to the podcast. But when I was young... 
And the first time that I was exposed to self-help was when I was much younger. I must have been like at a Barnes and Noble or something. This was way before the days of Amazon. And I picked up a book called Life Strategies for Teens. And it was written by Jay McGraw, who is Dr. Phil McGraw's son. And it had these 10 life rules in it that were supposed to help you understand life better and just be more proactive in terms of taking control of your life and having a positive, productive, joyful life. And there was something in that book that really, really stuck with me and has been really, really helpful for me, both, you know, for the current situation, but I think this is helpful in so many different situations. And the book essentially talked about how our thoughts and our perceptions really control how we experience the world. And the way that they talked about it in that book was they likened it to a cassette a, a cassette tape. I, people barely talk about cassettes anymore these days. <laughs> this book is kind of old and I'm really dating myself and the book. But it used the idea of like a tape, a cassette, playing in your head and playing these thoughts all the time. So when we're moving about our day, we're just getting all these thoughts and it's like there's this tape playing in our head. And often, if we don't pay attention and we don't really notice what those thoughts are, we might often have a lot of very negative thoughts that are playing in our heads. And sometimes it becomes so much of a default state that we don't even realize that it's happening. We don't even realize that we have these negative tapes playing these negative thoughts and worries in our minds over and over and over again. And if we don't pay attention to what we're thinking, and if we are not paying attention to what's going on inside our heads, it will just continue to do its thing and surface thoughts. And not all of those thoughts might be pleasant. They might not be thoughts that are helpful or productive or that we want to have. And this is why cultivating awareness of what we're thinking is so important Because as soon as we stop and say, what's going on inside my head? What am I thinking right now? We step into the driver's seat and it's essentially as if we're pressing pause on the tape cassette player and we're taking out the cassette if we don't like what it's saying and we're putting in the cassette that we want to listen to. So we hit pause and then we say, okay, Those were the thoughts that my brain was generating. It was saying I'm overwhelmed. It was saying I'm scared. It was saying things are really bad. I'm going to press pause and I'm going to take that cassette out. And what cassette do I want to put in? What thoughts do I want to be having? And that doesn't necessarily make the problem go away, right? If there's something really difficult happening on a global scale like there is now, changing the cassette obviously doesn't change the external environment, but it can put us, you, me, everyone in a much better headspace in order to figure out, okay, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my life? What do I need to do next? What are my next steps? And when we do this, when we go through this process of becoming aware of the default cassette that's playing, pressing pause, taking the cassette out of the player, and then putting in a different one, what we're essentially doing is We're getting in the driver's seat and we're taking control of our thoughts and we're essentially going from being in a very default reactive mode to trying to direct our attention and our thoughts and the feeling state that our thoughts create and move them in the direction that we want to be going in that reflects our desires and reflects what we want to happen and how we want to think and feel. 
And this process of doing this, of changing the cassette tape, I essentially think about this process as literally talking to ourselves. So when the default thoughts are going, the cassette tape is playing. But when we get in the driver's seat and focus, we begin speaking to ourselves. And whenever we're speaking to ourselves, we're choosing what to say and we're taking control of the situation. And one thing that has been very, very helpful for me in times of fear, in times of anxiety, in times of uncertainty is speaking to myself. And it sounds silly and it can sound strange a little bit, but the reason it works and the reason that I have found it so helpful is because when I talk to myself, I can't be talking to myself internally and having the negative default worried panic thoughts happening at the same time. I can only have one cassette playing. And so when I talk to myself, it turns off the default negative thoughts and I am now listening to what I am saying, which is something that I choose. And what I have found and what has worked really, really well for me in terms of getting to a better state and feeling better is talking to myself and talking to myself in a very gentle, calm, compassionate, loving way. So when I'm feeling very afraid or very nervous or very anxious, I will essentially talk to myself inwardly as if I'm just a scared little child. And I would use the same tone and the same words that I would use if there was a little kid and they were scared. And that really helps me remind myself to speak nicely, to speak kindly, to speak softly, because otherwise, unfortunately, my default talking to myself can be very mean and harsh. And so I really have to make a major adjustment to the way that I talk to myself and say, imagine that I'm talking to a little kid, what would I say and how would I sound? And this has been particularly helpful for me in situations where I feel very, very afraid. And I can use this ability to speak to myself, to change the cassette tape and have it be my own voice and be speaking to myself in a way that helps me manage the fear. And I wanted to share a story um, of how I did this recently in case it helps make this whole idea less abstract and in case it helps it feel more concrete for you and helps you see opportunities to do this in your life. You can do this in any situation where you feel afraid. So the other day, I went out to try to go for a run because, you know, all the gyms are closed. So there's really only one place right now, well, two places right now to exercise at home where you live or outside. So I went outside. The place where I usually wanted to run was occupied. Some people were playing baseball, so I couldn't really run. There wasn't like a clear path. And so I live kind of in the hills. And so behind my apartment complex, there are all these hills and there are some random hiking trails. Um, they're not like super paved, but they're there. And I decided to go check those out as an alternative to running. So I'd never been on these hiking trails and I kind of got on these hills behind where I lived and I started climbing and the trail that I was on was like pretty narrow and fairly steep. 
And I was going up and up and up, and it was really insanely beautiful. And when I got to the top, I saw two little deer that were grazing, which is insane because I live in Los Angeles, which is a super, super urban place. It was just like so magical and so wonderful. Got to the top and walked a little bit, breathed in the amazing feeling fresh air that you get when you're surrounded by plants and the oxygen just feels super refreshing and wonderful. And then I kind of turned around and started to make my way back down. And as I started descending, I could see how high I was above the building where I lived. So because the hike is behind my apartment building, I was kind of at the top of it and I could see the roof of the building that my apartment was in and I realized how high up I had gone, how much elevation I had gained and how much distance there was between me and the top of my building. And that felt very, very scary. It was really, really high up. And as I looked at the path downward, I realized that climbing down was going to be a lot trickier than climbing up because when you're climbing up, you often don't need as much balance. But on the way down, it's a lot easier to slip and fall. And the trail itself is very narrow and there was no protection around it. There were no rails or bars. And so I could clearly see that if I slipped and fell on the way down, I was very high up and there was nothing really preventing me from falling. And it was it's actually a pretty unsafe hike. Someone should definitely put a sign there. I don't think I'll be doing it again. It wasn't horribly, terribly terrifying, but I was scared. I was scared on the way down and I had a moment of fear and panic and thought, okay, How do I go down this trail in a way where I know I'm not going to slip? And I kept looking at how high I was and how much distance I had to go back down to get to the bottom, to get to the safety of my building. And every time I looked at that far distance downward, I could feel myself starting to panic and I could feel myself getting very, very afraid and it almost paralyzed me and made it very difficult for me to figure out what to do. And so as I was on, you know, this mountain essentially trying to figure out how to get down, I sort of asked myself, okay, what is the best thing I can do right now to ensure I get to the bottom safely? What are What is my best option? What are the best circumstances that I want to create to ensure that I get from point A where I am down to point B to the safety at the bottom in the safest way possible? And the first thing I thought to myself was, well, if I feel super afraid and terrified and anxious, that's probably not going to be super helpful to me in terms of moving down this path safely. I probably would be better served feeling calm and focused. And I noticed that every time I looked at how much of the path was ahead of me and how high up I was, when I looked at the total amount that I had to go to get to safety, I felt terrified and overwhelmed. So I decided to stop looking down at the bottom and simply direct my attention to the few steps ahead of me and the ground that was right below me. So I would focus just on the path beneath my feet and not let my eyes 
look farther down to see the overwhelming amount of path that I had left to descend. And I immediately noticed that my fear went away. But as soon as that happened, I could still feel my brain saying, oh, well, you can't see how high up you are, but you know there's a long way to go. You know there's a long way to go. And I could feel that fear coming back. And I I said, okay, it's time to talk to myself, right? These thoughts are not helpful. They're not helping me focus. They're not helping me get to the bottom of this hike safely. So I need to begin replacing them. And the best way that I know how to do that is to talk to myself. And the best way that I know that I respond to talking to myself when I'm feeling very afraid or worried or anxious is to talk to myself like I'm a little kid. So what I did was while I kept my gaze on just the few steps in front of me and didn't look at the very long, very high up path ahead, I also began speaking to myself inwardly, and I probably could have done this out loud, it probably would have been equally effective, and saying, one more step, you can do this, just one more step, good, one more step. Maybe if you put your hand on that rock, you'll be more stable. Good. One more step. One more step. Maybe if you crouch down and your center of gravity is lower, you'll feel more stable. Good. One more step. One more step. Oh, it's tiring to crouch. That's okay. You can keep going. You can stand up if you need to. And then you can crouch again. One more step. One more step. And as I was doing this, of course... It wasn't necessarily that cohesive in that as I was talking to myself, I continued to have the fearful thoughts and every once in a while, I would kind of look over and see how high I was, but I would still come back to this dialogue of one more step, one more step, one more step. And that's what helped me keep going when the alternative was me being paralyzed by how much I had to go and how long the path was and how much was ahead. It was me being paralyzed by the sheer quantity of the task that I had ahead of me and how scary it seemed. And the reason that I wanted to share that is because if you find yourself feeling very overwhelmed, you find yourself feeling very afraid, feeling very uncertain, I just want to remind you that when we allow ourselves to do what I was doing when I was kind of like looking at the full distance that I had and like looking out of the ledge and allowing my brain to imagine the worst possible scenario, we often take the initial fear that we're experiencing and we make it bigger because we focus our attention on the hugeness of the thing that's ahead of us. And in that hugeness, it's almost impossible for us to fathom solutions or to fathom how we might make progress or to fathom that things might turn out okay because we're fixated on the big, scary thing that seems insurmountable. And one way that has been very helpful for me to shift out of that is to turn my gaze literally to the path ahead of me. And that doesn't just have to be the physical path that I was on. This story is a great example because it's such a good metaphor for this. But in your life, whatever's coming up for you, whatever challenge all of these developments are bringing up, What can you do that's the equivalent of instead of looking at the huge hill that you have to climb down safely, what is the equivalent for you of like looking down at your feet 
and looking down at the one or two next little steps, not the hundreds of steps that have to happen for things to be okay again, just the next one or two little steps and never looking farther beyond that. And as you take those steps, speaking to yourself and encouraging yourself along the way and saying, I can take one more step. I can do this. I know that I can do this. This idea that I'm sharing with you, an author that I'm a huge fan of, her name is Tama Keeves. She has written amazing self-help books. She is just, oh my gosh, she's such an inspiration for me. I was listening to a podcast interview with her, and she talked about how she does this in her mind. And the example that she gave was she had this moment in her life where I think she was riding on a subway train, and she needed to take the subway train several stops to get to her destination. And she started feeling herself have the beginnings of, I think it was like a panic attack or an anxiety attack, that she needed to get off the train. But she knew that she didn't want to get off right away because she was trying to get to her destination. And the way that she was able to get through that situation was to do similar to what I did when I was hiking down the hill to just speak to herself. And what she did was she just spoke to herself and said, one more stop, Tama, just one more stop, one more stop. Can you, can you be with this for another minute and another minute and another minute? And I think that this is such a powerful way for us to speak with ourselves and engage with ourselves and our inner worlds when we find ourselves experiencing a lot of fear and when the situation that we're in feels very overwhelming. And it doesn't always fix everything, right? In my example, I got to the bottom safely and everything was okay but unfortunately, the world doesn't always work that way, right? Things don't always turn out safely. But being able to give ourselves the gift of peace in those difficult moments equips us to respond in the best possible way that we are able to as humans given the circumstances. And I think when things are very difficult, that's one of the best possible states that we can be in because we can then take care of ourselves and we can also begin to question how we can take care of others who may be in more difficult situations who may benefit from our help. And when we're feeling better and calm and centered, we're so much, so much better at not only directing our own lives, but figuring out how we can support others. I know it's been a really strange time and, you know, wherever you are listening to this, whatever your situation is, I just hope that you are able to find some moments to speak to yourself gently, to use those gentle words and to encourage yourself just to take another step and another step and another step without getting overwhelmed by the hugeness of what is happening around you. I hope that's helpful. I also just mentioned helping others and, you know, in addition to helping ourselves, figuring out what we can do to make a positive impact. And if you're experiencing the current crisis that's happening right now and wondering how you can help others and you're not sure what to do, 
I will link in the show notes one of my favorite nonprofit organizations that is based in my city of Los Angeles, which provides um, food, housing, and employment to the homeless. It is called Food on Foot, and the entire global economy has definitely been affected by the situation. The way that the situation is impacting this organization in particular is that this organization essentially helps transition the homeless population of Los Angeles into housing and employment. And many of the people that they have helped are now losing their employment and they're at higher risk for becoming homeless again. So they were homeless at one point, they no longer are. And before all of this happened, they had housing and employment, but several of them have actually lost their jobs and they're now at risk of becoming homeless again. This is an organization that I have supported for quite a while. And whenever I am providing any sort of support, I like to know that my dollar is going as far as it possibly can and that I'm doing everything I can to really get a return on those dollars for the people who they're benefiting. And I deeply respect this organization. So if you are looking for a place to give back, I wanted to share that in the show notes as a resource. And I hope that you're doing okay. I hope that this episode was helpful And I hope that whatever your work situation is, that you're not feeling too stressed out. And if you are, I hope that you can find the self-compassion to speak to yourself kindly and nicely in the midst of this very, very difficult situation. It's so good to kind of just be checking in, even if it is under less than ideal circumstances. It's just good to be back. The show, of course, has been on break for um, a couple of weeks now, and I was initially planning to start up season four in April. I may start it a little bit later than I originally planned, so maybe late April, potentially May, Um, but I am working on season four, just trying to go (laughs) at an appropriate pace given everything that's happening. I hope you're doing well. Please feel free to send me a note if you would like to say hello. The easiest way is probably via Instagram. Um, My handle is at the art of speaking up. All right. I hope you're doing well. Take good care of yourself. Remember that this too shall pass. Try to think of a time where things return to normal. Try to remember that feeling of things returning to normal, things being okay and try to hold on to that energy if you can. All right, I'll catch you in the next one. Hope you're doing well and talk soon. Bye.